Please welcome to the program somebody who I have been dying to speak to since 1994. His name is Alan Fletcher. You may know him as Dr. Carl on Neighbours. He's an actor, but he's also a musician and he's got some new music that is out at the moment. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But before we do that, I'm just going to welcome to the program Alan Fletcher. Good morning. Good morning, Julie. Why didn't you call? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you one thing. One of the things that I do is a bit of an actor myself i'll have you know i was a body double on uh, mcleod's daughters once i know <laughs> pretty good huh yeah uh, but i auditioned for neighbors because i wanted to be dr carl's new love interest you know when you had a bit of a break from susan one yeah. of them i thought you know what i could i could be dr carl's new love interest it wasn't meant to be though i didn't get through i got through a couple of rounds <laughs> oh well that's a, superb you gave it a go and uh, all I the best with the, with the acting the acting as well I, acting's a, a, a sort of a funny business at one minute you're a rooster uh, one day and a feather dust to the next and vice versa <laughs> so you know it, anything can happen it's bittersweet actually i've been watching neighbors since it was on channel seven and mm. so that dates me a little bit but i'm devastated no more dr carl on the uh, screen but we can still enjoy your music let's talk about that you do have a new ep out tell us the name of it it's called dispatches people sort of say what why dispatches and it's because there was a book by michael hare a very famous book about the vietnam war actually and he was sort of like a gonzo journalist and he wrote about the war from a personal experience and I was always very taken with that because all my songs are very, very much centred in who I am as a person and they're kind of dispatches from the trenches but dispatches from my mind's trenches, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I've decided to call it that. The current single is Meet Me on the Steps of the Bombed Out Church. It does say in uh, the information that I got from you that it's uh, something of a spiritual home for you in Liverpool. You are an Aussie legend. Tell us how the Aussie legend has a spiritual home in Liverpool. Yeah, uh, well, I'm a huge supporter of the Liverpool Football Club, the Reds. There you go. Uh yeah, that's, just, that's a start point. But also, what way back, you go back to the 60s, all the music, the Beatles, Beatles. you know, uh, any any of the big the big uh, Merseyside bands, um, I was very attracted to their music. And Liverpool always had a fascination for me. And when I first visited the city, it, it struck a chord with me. It's a very Irish city. It's a working class city. I love the people. I love the, the actual city itself. And so whenever I'm in the UK, which used to be, at All least the time. once or twice a year, I would always go to Liverpool to see some football, play some music and just meet people and see people. I'm going back to Liverpool in September to see some football. And uh, yeah, the burnt out church is St Luke's Church, which was bombed mercilessly mm. by the Nazis. In fact, Liverpool, interestingly, was the most bombed UK city during the Second World War. All the shipbuilding that went on there right. and also all the goods would come in and out of Liverpool's ports. So it was an attempt by the Germans to cut off the supply lines, basically. But very resilient city, Liverpool, but they never rebuilt St Luke's Church. And it's become a little bit like, well, in Melbourne, for instance, we say, I'll meet you under the clocks of yep. the Flinders Street Railway Station, you know, and every city's got its kind of meeting place. And St Luke's Church, the bombed out church, is very much the meeting place uh, in Liverpool. And this, this song is not my song. It was actually written by a wonderful guy, Chris McIntosh, who I know. And I've sung the song with him. He's a Liverpudlian. He, he goes by the name Silent Sleep in his music. He graciously allowed me to cover the song. Like all songs, of course, it's open, completely open to a different interpretation. So everyone's interpretation is valuable. For me, the song is about not having any regrets. It's like saying, look, let's let's get 
everything that we need to get off our chest out of the way. So come and meet me. Let's talk. Let's find out, you know, exactly how we feel about each other. Let's apologise to the people we have to apologise to. It's a kind of a beautiful lyrical song about just reconnecting with people you love. And it's very much a folk song, I think, more, yes. more than necessarily country. It's um, It's got a folk feeling to it. But, you know, it kind of sits very broadly in that Americana field as well. What's the draw card for the Americana style of music? Well, I actually, the producers I work with here in Melbourne, Lachlan Bryan, uh, who's the frontman for Lachlan Bryan and the Wilds, and Damien Caffarella, who's a sideman for that band, they were the ones who invited me to come down and start doing some writing and recording at their studio, End of the Road. And I find that Lachlan Bryan and the Wilds, to me, is one of the best Americana bands in Australia. And that's that's actually not just me saying that. They, they're recognised by Tamworth every year. So they're superb writers, and I've learnt so much from them. And I'm very attracted to the Americana field, particularly people like Jason Isbell and so forth, because a lot of country music can be, which I love, can be singing very specific themes about love and marriage and dogs and drinking and, you know, all the usual things. (laughs) Yeah, but Americana kind of can get a little bit more lateral, uh, you know, lateral thinking in its in its lyrics and get into that kind of alt country world where musically sort of different instruments might get used that might not necessarily find their way into the country country music arena. So it's kind of like a it's country music with a little bit of funkiness going on. I yeah. Recall. Is that indicative of the rest of the album for you, Alan? Well, interestingly, it's quite eclectic, the album. The first song was Sorry Is The Word, which was a strict country duet with my dear friend Elise Platt. And that's been very well. Cotton Sock. She's amazing, isn't she? She is amazing. A great, great singer and songwriter. And that's enjoyed a lot of success, actually. People have loved it in a really strict country sense. Meet Me on the Church, very much like it in a folk genre. And then I'm a huge fan of John Prine. In fact, John Prine was probably the country artist that took me into this genre. Sadly, of course, passed from COVID. But when I write a lot of my songs, particularly sort of comedy oriented songs, they, they often will fall into that John Prine style. So I have a little, lovely little song called Spend a Little Time With Me, which is kind of a, a rollicking fun tune. I do cover a John Prine song on this EP, Fish and Whistle, which was the very first John Prine song I ever heard and fell in love with. And lastly, I put on there a song, Time Was, which is a little bit out of the vault, to be honest, Julie. We actually a song I wrote about 10 years ago when I was in a rock band. But of course, it never, it just did not fit. We never recorded it as Waiting Room because it just didn't fit the band. And that's so often the way, you know, if you write a song, it sits in the vault and then uh, one day you sort of go, oh, hang on a second. If we gave it this treatment, it could have another life, which we've done on this uh, EP. Well, you're very popular with Waiting Room. You kind of had a couple of careers going on, didn't you? You had the the Neighbours here and then Neighbours, obviously, in the UK, very popular. But then you also had a music career going on at the same time as well. You're a busy man. I was a busy man, yeah. Whenever I was in Australia, I was always working on Neighbours, so I couldn't leave Melbourne. So Waiting Room actually played a a residency at the Elephant and Wheelbarrow in St Kilda for uh, basically for 50 weeks a year for about 12 years but we could so you had to really... go to melbourne for you <laughs> yeah, yeah well we really left the state because of my neighbor's commitments but of course in the uk i would take a block of time off and we would tour and do two or three week tours sometimes twice a year particularly university students loved the band it was a big party band take us back to prior to 1994 alan fletcher because mm-hmm. a lot of australians unless you're a, a melbourneite would just know you as dr carl Beloved Dr. Carl, and as I said before, my heart is broken 
that they could do it to me (laughs) to take my favorite off the screen still it religiously anyone wants to talk to me you don't talk to me in that half an hour because I'm watching neighbors and my family they're who I grew up with obviously for you it might be bittersweet as well but take us back before that like the Alan Fletcher what was he doing Back in the 70s, I started working in the theatre and I worked for a long time in the theatre doing back-to-back plays. But when the 80s trolled around, I, I actually ended up in a show called Cop Shop, which was a sort yeah, of yeah. stalwart of Australian TV. In fact, we've got a reunion, a Cop Shop reunion coming up for fans in July, so that's going to be fun. Look, I'm not stalking you, Alan. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> they were all just very good shows. <laughs> they were. Yeah, quality, quality drama. Then through the 80s, I did a blend of theatre and uh, and television and a lot of music musicals because that's, you know, as an entertainer, you sort of need to be able to do that. So I was in that genre, singing a bit of swing music, you name it. I did radio radio, and so forth. But then in the 2000s, uh, you know, halfway through Neighbours is when I met Tommy Rando and Chris Hawker and they sort of said, why don't we play together? And that's when the whole rock music thing took off. So yeah. it's just fortuitous meetings have kind of changed my career over the time. And meeting Lachlan Bryan and Damien Caparella, same thing, just launched me off in a new career. It's a really lovely little EP. Hopefully there's going to be more on the horizon for everyone. Now that your commitments aren't quite what they used to be, does that open you up? And now that COVID is sort of allowing people to travel around, will people get to go and see Alan Fletcher playing music and see the different side of you? Definitely the plan. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing in Australia apart from Tamworth 2023, which I'm dying for. We have to get a booking agent for Australia to sort that out. But in yes. the UK, I'm doing... Two shows in London on in July and then t- for an entire month in September touring around with what is actually a Dr. Carl in conversation show. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And tell uh, me about I, that. Well, I wanted to, I devised a show back in 2020, which was all about my, you know, at that time, 27 years on Neighbours. And it was based on me being interviewed by my, actually by my darling wife, who's a journalist. Yes, I I follow her on Instagram. Again, Uh I'm not stalking. She's just brilliant. (laughs) No, no, it's wonderful you follow her. So we generated this show, which is basically a lot of clips, as you might imagine, a lot of video clips, a bit of music and lots of fun chat. It's a really lighthearted kind of fun, but reverential look. Mm. at my time on Neighbours. Well, we got to do it once, surely, just once in Melbourne. And then as I was about to get on the plane to go to England to do the tour, it was cancelled. Yeah. Because of COVID. And it's been cancelled three times. It's been really freaky, actually, I think, because we, we were always so used to just going and doing what we wanted to do. So it's actually, I think, given us a real sense of privilege when you can go somewhere. Yeah. Um, but goodness knows how much stuff was being cancelled. It's just out of control. My wife and I were going to have our 30th wedding anniversary in Italy, but that was cancelled as well. And So you had um, it in the lounge? <laughs> yeah, we'd be, we had our 30th wedding anniversary sitting in our lounge room, not being able to leave the house. You know, that was bizarre. But uh, look, it's it's all grist to the mill. we just got to try and be a bit resilient and deal with it and accept it and uh, look after our mental health. That's the big thing. I hope everyone has been looking after themselves. And, uh, and now, as we sort of start to open up tentatively i think uh, a lot of us have had covid along the way one way or another yeah um we uh, we can start getting out into the world we still have to be careful though i think does uh, dr carl speaking now dr carl thank you dr carl <laughs> yeah everyone please still keep keep washing your hands and uh, just keep, try and do things outdoors if you can yeah exactly and don't uh, don't kiss too many strangers <laughs> yeah basically that's the one is there any acting things that 
you might pop up in? Oh, there's a, there's a possible movie in October. Ooh. So uh, I'll, I'll have more to say about that if it happens. That's very exciting. And I suppose for you, just to wrap it up, it must be bittersweet to say goodbye to Dr. Carl. You must be really proud of him and what he achieved and what you achieved being Dr. Carl. How do you walk away from a character that you've played for so long? Well, firstly, of course, I'm, I, I kind of probably never will because I... No, you'll always be Dr. Carl. While there's a bit of a demand for neighbours orientated things, I'll keep doing my Dr. Carl in conversation show. I'll have the opportunity to talk about him and play video clips about him. It is extremely bittersweet. On the 10th of June it was, we shot the last scene and there were a lot of tears, oh. hundreds of people in the studio, you can well imagine. But it was also a sense of slight sense of celebration because it was like, well, Look at what we've achieved. We're the longest-running Australian TV drama in history. We've got still got millions of fans all around the world. So you go, okay, we go, we're kind of going out in the high, I think. It's a bit of a strange one. I, just, I feel for all the people who lost their jobs, but I mostly feel for all those lovely audience members who are missing the show so much when it, or are so gutted that it's finishing. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> so, Bless you. Look, if there is a petition that we can sign to get you back... <laughs> I'll be something that. Believe me, if there was a way to to reincarnate neighbours, I'm sure that there's some genius sitting in a writing room somewhere working on it. Hopefully that genius is listening to us right now and goes, well, I'm just that genius. Are there plans to, uh, in conversations with Dr. Carl, to move around Australia? Yeah, I've got someone in Sydney who's is talking to me at the moment about booking some dates. Beautiful. So, yes, I'm, it would be my goal to move the show around Australia as well. Yeah, I'm going to jump on now. If that's the case, please let me know because I'd love to have another chat with you, play some yeah. more of your music and tell everybody about those shows that are coming up. Alan Fletcher, it's an absolute delight to speak to you this morning. What other song would you like me to play, everyone? Oh, um, I'm not sure what you've got access to there, Julie. All of it. All have of it. Oh, yeah. I love people having a little listen to spend a little time with me because it's just a fun, rollicking tune and it's a really strong contrast to meet, meet me on the steps of the Bombed Out Church. Alan Fletcher, thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. Bless you. Cheers.